Blog Talk Radio. Randy P, what up with you, baby? 
man, man, I got to tell you, man, you you one of those guys, man. Uh, uh, just a gracious dude, and take me back, Eddie, to like, man, when you was Eddie Griffin, the choreographer in Kansas City, <laughs> and and man. how did that? How did you make the transition from that to comedy? Then, uh, let's see, I was six years old. And my grandmother was a Sammy Davis Jr. fan. She said, baby, get up on the table and do me some candy, man. So I hit the candy, man. They had a dance competition at school, which I took first place. And the scholarship was uh, 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 free classes out of Juilliard, performing arts school in New York. Wow. So I didn't want to go to fucking Juilliard. It was too far away. You know, way out in New York to dance. I could do this shit right here. So instead, I went to the Kansas City Repertory Theater Dance, got my degree by age 15, opened up my own dance studio, got a government grant, called it First Impressions. My slogan was, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So I robbed people for a couple of years. <laughs> Wait a minute, you robbed them? Robbed them? Man, come on, you could have taught them the whole dance routine in about a week. But you just stretch it out for years, and a one, and a two, and a three, and a four, 20 more dollars. <laughs> so, so... You was an entrepreneur early on. How, how, how has that affected your journey as a comedian? Because I, I think a lot of comedians don't understand the business of, of this game we in. Uh, well, if you don't have an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, please do not step into the comedy world. And right there, as you know, because, you know, we hit the clubs, we go on tour. We got to be our own manager sometimes. We got to be our own agent. Sometimes we booking our own flights. You know, so if you ain't down to getting your own business started, stay away from comedy. You, you know, I see a lot of cats get in the game, Eddie, and, and I know you've seen this as well. Cats get in the game and – before they even understand the business, they got a manager, they got an agent. I'm a firm believer that you got to understand how to manage your own business before you turn those reins over to somebody. Did did you have those those people that was instrumental in helping you as you along the way? Those managers, or agents, or or or, or I'm, I'm, I don't know the answer to this. I don't, I don't even know if I'm asking the question right now. But like, give us a glimpse of the journey. Uh, business-wise, as you build your brand? Well, as you're building your brand, those first few managers and agents, they're out to rob you. So, you know, you're going to take a couple of robins in order to learn that you're being robbed. <laughs> robin? Then when you sign, yeah, you're going to take a robin in order to learn that you're being robbed. But you know, Hollywood got a whole different hustle than the streets. Yeah. So after you learn that you're being robbed, the next one you have to put in the contract, you shall not be stealing this because I'm taking all this and I will send you a check. Hmm. Wow. That way you go from being an entity and start becoming a brand and become a corporation. Got it, got it, got it, got it. What, what's your philosophy on stand-up comedy, man? Because you, you, you I, I like to say like this, I think a comic is like a karate movie. Like, you ever seen the movie The Five Deadly Venoms? Yes, indeed. So I, I think comedy is like that. There's a lot of disciplines inside of comedy. And I would say you've mastered all of those disciplines, whether it's physical comedy, whether it's impressions, whether it's, uh, you know, utilizing the dance or all of that stuff. Like, so do, do you approach comedy by mastering those different areas? Yes, uh, uh if you're going to take, take it seriously and, you know, you're doing this uh, as, as what you, you know, is how you feed your kids. You know, anything, you know, if you're going to be a pilot, you better go study how to be a pilot. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to crash. You're done. 
So, you know, you have to study the great ones. You know, from Lenny Bruce, you know, I did my homework. Richard, Red Fox, Rudy Ray Moore, you know, you study the greats. What was what, I, I, Lenny Bruce is one of the people I don't know a lot about. What, what, who was he stylistically? Lenny was the first comedian to get on stage outside of Mr. Dick Gregory and do social political commentary in a funny manner, humorous manner. Okay. That's why they kept locking him up in jail. And they had this big old court case with uh, Mr. Bruce about freedom of speech, the First Amendment. Right. And we won the case, and that's why we got the right to freely express ourselves to this day as comedians. Wow, awesome. You know, they say you got to know your history or you'll repeat it. Uh, yes, now, indeed. Now, now you, you, you people don't know. I know this because I've been around you. You're a genius. And and I know people use that word to, to express somebody's creative genius, but you're a bona fide genius. Like, you're a smart dude. I, I, I like to read a few books here and there. And, uh, I like thinking outside the box. I don't know why they call it thinking in the box. Ain't nobody got a square head. So whoever came up with that statement was on some kind of narcotic. Right. What, what's your take on, on Barack Obama, man? Uh, the brother, who is half-white, has been flexing the white side for the first four years in order to get reelected. I believe you're about to see the brother come out of him because he ain't got to worry about getting reelected this time. What do you think history is going to say about him? Well, white people are trying to write the history. That's why the Republican Party says no to every idea he comes up with on how to fix the country. Because they're trying to write history, and they wanted to say that once was a black president, and he did nothing. But they can't say that. That's what they're trying to do. They can't say that because the brother passed their health care. You know what I mean? And his next go-around, we're going to get them Republicans up out of that Senate, and then he don't have nothing but a full House of Democrats. And if they try not to pass what's going on, then they're going to have a problem. So I think history's going to say that there was a black president, came in at the right time, stopped all the wars they started over here and there, brought the troops home, you know what I mean, got the housing market fixed, bailed out every bank in the damn country, and now the bank act like they don't want to give up alone, but they didn't ready to get their hat brought to them because they're going to have to deliver the money to the people's. Hey y'all, it's Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Eddie Griffin. Hey y'all, y'all stay right there. We come back more with Eddie Griffin. Hey Eddie, I want to talk about. We come back. I want to talk to Eddie Griffin, the actor. What's up, my man? I got nine kids. Don't none of them want for shit. You know, I hear motherfuckers talking about child support on one kid. I just laugh. I'm like, that's it. Shit, nigga. Come to my world. Shit, two ex-wives, four, five baby mamas. My first of the month calls is a motherfucker. Shit, I thought I was pimping. I'm doing shows for them. They pimping the shit out of my black ass. Nigga, go do some shows. I bet you they get together and huddle, nigga. I get a movie, they be like, come on, girl. We got a movie. <laughs> hey, we got a movie. Oh, my God. Nine kids. We got a movie. Yes, nine. Nine. I have six. six we got 15 kids. <laughs> I got five girls and a boy. You got six boys, three girls. What's Eddie yes, Griffin? 
what, yes, we are. You know, you know what I said. My last daughter was born. My two year old. I said, well, God, you trusted me one more time with another one, and and that's that's really kind of what it is. Um, uh, you, you spoke to the kids. You spoke to Eddie Griffin uh, uh, getting another movie. Uh, man, you've been in some great movies, dude. I mean, your role in John Q made me really go and get my acting chops together because I didn't want to just assume I was – I didn't want people to assume I was an actor because I'm a comic and then get the opportunity and blow it. Speak to me about how you approach acting. Uh, when you when you take a role, something in that character has got to be a part of yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? So you can relate to the character. And then you have to stay in the moment. You know what I mean? It's about the situation. You know, this is over-the-top comedies, you know, that we've done. You know, like Deuce Bigelow's and, you know, whatever, whatever. Undercover Brother, over-the-top, mm. you know. But when you're in a, 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 a serious, dramatic piece, you know, the, the humor is going to come out of the organicness of the situation and the personality of that character and how he reacts to that situation. So you have to live the moment. You know what I mean? You're not just saying words. You're actually, the biggest part of acting is listening. Mm. You know, when Denzel delivered his line to me, I'm feeling the vibration. It's like music. You know what I mean? It's like, how is he playing the bass string on, on delivering his line? Right. Which gives my instrument, you know, the, the right tone on delivering what I got to say to the brother. What's it like to do a scene with Denzel, man? Uh, it's like you better be on your A game because D ain't playing. <laughs> he be coming with it, don't he? He, he be coming with it. But, but you I, know what I mean? when I dropped them tears on him in that scene, he was like, look, look, little nigga. <laughs> what he said? Hey. Is a, he said, look, little nigga, this here is a Denzel Washington film. We will be cutting that part out. I just want to let you know up front. <laughs> Eddie, he did not hit you with it, dog. Yeah, he did. He said, editing room, nigga. Shit, you ain't going to devil in the blue dress me. I done been through that shit once with Don Cheadle's ass. You ain't about to do this shit. Man, that, that is so off the chain. That is the best story in the world because you really had some moments in that movie, dude, where – it, it wasn't Eddie. It wasn't. It wasn't Eddie Griffin, the comedian, and Denzel, the actor. It was Eddie Griffin, the actor, and Denzel, the actor. And y'all was in them scenes, man, getting it. Yes. You know. Yes, you know. I know. I've known D Money. I call him D Money. I've known D Money for about twenty-two years. You know, he used to be one of my drinking buddies. What? I was like, D would tear up some some red wine, about three bottles of those. And don't you let him start on them uh, martinis. It, it get good to a uh, The boy can go. Now, 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 I've I, I seen your skill set on the basketball court, you know. You're pretty nice out there. Was yes, there, I have done before. Was there ever, a, a, like, if, if not comedy, if not acting, if not dancing, what else would Eddie Griffin have become? I think you've probably been an athlete. Yes. I, well, I ran track, took state in the low hurdles back in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. You know, so uh, if there was any sport I was going to be in, you know, I played wide receiver for uh, my high school football team. You know, I had 4-2 speed, could hop out the ceiling, but I never grew. Mm. Just couldn't get the height. You know, I got the 5-7, and that's where it stops. 
you know, five seven a good solid height. You know, I'm, I'm I, you know, that's why I dwell in that area myself. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, and but little people run the world. Very true, very true, man. Uh, Eddie, man, I do. First of all, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, I've had opportunities to see you live. You, you are one of those comedians that constantly create new material. Like I don't think I've I've ever seen you twice, if that makes any sense. How yeah, do you constantly? How do you constantly develop material like that? Uh, it's called living life. You know, God gave me this retarded gift. And he's like, okay, nigga, you're going to have to live all these jokes, though. Mm. So, you know, when I bring it to you, uh, you trust that I've lived it. And when I do the piece about the nine kids and uh, two be- uh, ex-wives and, and four baby mamas, I, yeah, I'm living that. Mm. Now, now, when you're living it, is there ever something you say, I can't say that? No. Nah. That's one thing I hear some comedians say, you know, I wouldn't touch on that. Uh, my style, man, is nothing is taboo. The problem with the, with the world is people take too much shit serious. Mm. If it is not about feeding your kids, it's funny. I mean, and you, you've never been afraid to tackle those subjects. I mean, you, you did a, a piece on Jesus, you know, uh, and Voodoo Child. I mean... Take me back to 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 creating that first special, right? You creating that mm-hmm. first special. Did you know that was going to be what it was going to be to launch your career? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm an avid reader of the Bible, so, you know, there's parts of it to me that are funny and the motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, the Jesus story, you know, because, you know, you go to the white churches and they always had a white Jesus on the wall. We know the Bible says he had skin of bronze, hair like sheep's wool. That's a motherfucking oh, afro. You know what I mean? And, you know, only a brother would walk on water and they still talk about it 3,000 years later. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and only a nigga know how to feed a thousand motherfuckers with a loaf of bread. Yeah, and, and one fish. Yeah. And one, and one fish. You know, come, this is a nigga. Just brilliant, man. Hey, hey, y'all. They had this... one hole, Mary Magna. <laughs> they, they still talk about it. They still talk about it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned to the Rodney Perry Live. We talking to Eddie Griffin. Can you believe it? Hey, y'all, we taking this show to the next level, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really, we about to get into it. We about to get into some real stuff, y'all. Y'all stay there. We'll be right back. I'm like, nigga, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, nigga. Well, I grew up, we didn't have no gangs. He'd be like, nigga, what's your gang, self? <laughs> the older brothers here know what I'm talking about. Back in the day, you had yourself. You got a gang, nigga, me, myself, and I. Your partner showed up to make sure his partners didn't jump in. Whoever you got beef with, mano or mano, head up. Nigga, what up, nigga? If you get your ass whooped, go to the gym and practice. You can have that left hook. Got to keep that right up. Keep that right up. One, two, three, four. The Black Tour is coming through your door. The Black Tour. That's Rodney Perry's comedy tour coming to you this year. That's right. Every city we're coming to. Check it out on my website, www.rodneyperry.com. You don't want to miss it. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry. <laughs> this is Rodney Perry Live. 
Keep listening. Keep tuning in. More with Eddie Griffin when we come back. Another awesome piece of performance by the man, the legendary Mr. Eddie Griffin. What's it like to start to hear those words to describe yourself, man? Legendary. you know, all the stuff that lend to us being around a long time. Like, how did that feel to hear those words when people describe you? Man, they trying to make a nigga feel old. <laughs> 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 there, nigga. I'm like, what the fuck? What, I got biblical sandals on, nigga? I didn't walk around with motherfucking Moses. <laughs> but, man, your body of work is legendary, dude. I mean, you know, the, the specials, all of that, man. What's your take on comedy right now? I mean, when you see, you know, cats like, you know, like a Rodney Perry or, you know, the cat that's coming up, the Kevin Hart's, the, you know, the Cat Williams. What, what do you think of this generation? I think comedy is. Because y'all bring it. You know, I done, I done seen you get down. Y'all bring it. So comedy is in good hands. Now, now I just I just read an article in Vanity Fair, Chris Rock did an article, and he was asked a similar question, and, you know, he, he responded much differently. You know, he said that, that the generation after him is no more than situational comics. Now, what he means by that is that, you know, black people play black rooms, white people play white rooms, and that his generation had to learn how to, how to, um, how to entertain everybody. What do you think about that, and, or do you think that's true to a certain extent? Uh, look, people are people are people. If you're funny, a motherfucker gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. Now, in our generation of uh, comedians coming up, you know, right after Rich's generation, you know, there were more white comedy clubs, there were more black comedy clubs. Comedy clubs have been closed down. So the younger generation ain't got as many options on different style audiences to work in front of. That don't change the game, shit. Yeah, and I think also once you lock in to what your voice is, it don't matter who's sitting in the audience and listen. Once you once you know what you stand for, what you what you what you mean, it, it, the people that sit there is gonna listen to your story either way. That's what it is. Hey, I couldn't man. have said it better myself, my brother. Hey, 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 we, hey, we getting. I don't in, know man. what you, that nigga was talking about. <laughs> you 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 currently still tour. You still travel around the country. What's your favorite city? Uh, my favorite city, you know, uh, on the top of the list, I'm telling you, is going to be Detroit, New Orleans, Chi-Town, New York, L.A., Oakland. Yeah. What, you, wait, wait, I got I to gotta call your name. You ain't say Kansas City. Uh, you know, I grew up there, man. You know, we all moved. Hey, I bet I bet it's probably hard for you to go back home because everybody in town want a free ticket. Everybody is related. What are you talking about? Shit. Once your ass <laughs> get famous, all these niggas related. Dude, you did the movie where you where you had your family in there. And when I tell you that was so the 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 pieces of your real you would tell a story and you would cut to the real uncle. Yeah. That's Dude, that is that's real life, you know. Well, every 
time I would do the material, you know, people would come backstage at the meet and greet and say, man, you ain't really got no uncle to think he a porn star. You ain't really got no uncle black buggy been doing heroin all these years and pimping and shit. So when I decided to do that concert for him, I said, fuck it. I asked the family out down. They're like, nigga, I'll tell these motherfuckers. Well, boom, we shot the shit. I'm turning yeah, nigga, shit. I found myself fucking. Man. I'm having the pussy fighting. And now he done got high tech, Rodney. Yeah, I think he, no, he he emails all of us once a week his latest fuck film. No, he don't. Yeah, he do. <laughs> the boy is proud of his work. You have mail. <laughs> and it's him. Yeah. And my mama calls, he's like, did you see this nasty motherfucker? <laughs> I said, mama, you want a little motherfucker? She like, I don't know why he's sending this shit. The nigga can't fuck. He can't? <laughs> That's what Mama said. Oh my God, man, <laughs> man, t- tell me. I, I know, I know. You you had a great relationship with your mom and your your family in general. W- what is your family? What is they? What have they meant to your journey? Everything. You know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, doing the ups and the downs. They they always there and they maintain the same demeanor. They don't change because it's a bunch of money. They don't change because the nigga got in a little trouble. You you you've uh you you've always taken care of your family. I mean, uh, have the, have you ever felt the pressure to do that to take care of, or or pressure from like exterior forces say you can't do that no more, man. You can't take care of everybody. Like like have you had to deal with both sides of that? Yeah, I've had uh, friends of mine say, you know, you can't keep doing that, Ed. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, look, that's why you friend and they family. Hmm. You know, because in my family, if one of us makes us, the rest of us ain't going to be starving. That's just how I get down. Hey, hey, I don't think it's no other way to look at it. Exactly. You know, so, so man, what, what's on the horizon, Eddie, man? You got, you. I mean, you always got your hands in the works. You always got another something coming. Uh, can we Can we look for another great special? Uh, you can look for another great special. You're only going to be able to cop it on eddiegriffin.com, live from the Rio. That'll be coming at you in 30 days. Nice. And uh, also, I just finished this movie called uh, Mucho Dinero, uh, directed by uh, Blake Freeman. It's about three motherfuckers down on their luck, and uh, they take a little vacation down in Columbia, and then they find out there's a $25 million reward for whoever can bring in the head of the Colombian uh, drug cartel. So we joined the drug cartel. I think I killed about 17 motherfuckers in this film. Get out of here. I love it. It's action joint? Action comedy? Action, action comedy. Yeah, this motherfucker's funny as well. Oh, I, I I love it. I love it. So so can we look for, like, Eddie Griffin Produce Project? I mean, is, is there a production company? I mean, because I, yes. I know your your reality show, you produced that, right? Yes, I did. Front of the Bus Productions. Most definitely. You'll be seeing product coming from us shortly. Man, you you've been instrumental in a lot of careers, you know. Uh, like our friend Shalant, I know you was very instrumental in him, uh, her finding his way. Uh, what do you like about a comic when you like a comic? Uh, the brutal butt naked honesty. He's not afraid to get up there and get ugly with the crowd. You know, you got a lot of you know. I call them you know the uh, uh, cute suit comics. You know. They're just pretty up there, you know, they ain't going to get ugly with it. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's what made Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac would put a suit on, but get ugly in a motherfucker with it. Right. Wow. Man, man. Bernie didn't give him a fuck. Give him a fuck. 
to the motherfucker, to the motherfucker bed, to the motherfucking corner or something. Somebody want a motherfucking cook. Man, you you schooling us so much today, dude. Man, it's, it's, I, I got a hundred million questions. Cause you don't get to talk to Eddie Griffin every day. And the average comic, man, uh, that's out there in the game don't really get this type of access to you. What, what, what do you say to the cats out there that's going through it, man? I mean, uh, my man Cat Williams is, is, is going through whatever he's going through right now. Uh, what words would you have for him if you could chop it up with him, dog? Cat's uh, a damn good friend of mine. Right now, just pray for the brother. Sit still, brother. You know what I'm saying? Get in your zen state. Slow down. That way you can see everything that's going on around you because when you're moving fast, you miss a whole lot of shit. But right now, I tell him to just sit still. Get yeah. your prayer line on. You know what I mean? Center yourself. And the rest will take care of itself. Hey, hey, you can't say it no better than that, man. Eddie, man, I, I thank you for uh, coming on today, for giving us some of your time, man. And uh, the name of the show is Roddy Perry Live. But today it's the Eddie Griffin Show, man. Thank you for popping nah. in, bro. Hey, Rodney, thanks for having me on, brother, and I will be back at you. God bless, man. Stay blessed. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. That's the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Eddie Griffin. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. You know what time it is. Your boy Rodney Perry is coming to a city near you. That's right, a city near you. Go to my website, www.rodneyperry.com. www.rodneyperry.com. DotRodneyPerry.com That's right, the Black Tour is coming your way. And it's dark skin, dog. Yeah, it sound like Tommy. I'm sorry, Tommy. Yeah. Y'all hear me? This is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We are live and direct, man. Uh, I'm, I was talking. I thought I had it unmuted, but I didn't. Uh, thank you to Mr. Eddie Griffin for popping in and kicking it with us today. He uh, he definitely uh, killed it so so hard, so cool. And um, let, let's take a couple of calls before we bring in my, my next guest. Uh, Brick City, Shelly, you on Roddy Perry. Hey, I'm your number one fan, Rodney. Why you be doing me like that, man? You ain't, you ain't. What, what you know about Rodney Perry? What you know about that? Hey, I knew you before you blew up. Wait, everything. Well, first of all, I didn't get the memo that I had blew up. I blew up. Yeah, you blew up waiting for because you was a skinny, skinny um, comedian standing out. Now you're all big and fat. <laughs> that's what you want to say to me? I'm about to hang up on your face. Oh, uh, that's my up. <laughs> no, what's up? So how are you? How are you? I'm freezing at Oceanside. Yeah, what what'd you think of that Eddie Griffin interview, man? Was was he not was he not incredible? Oh, he was hilarious, just like you. Man, thank thank you so much, Shelly, man. Hang on the line. This next guy I got coming on is amazing. I want you to definitely uh listen to him, man. His story is incredible. Stay right there, all right? All right. I love Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. Tune in to Roddy Perry Live. Carol, you've been holding for a minute. Carol, you on Roddy Perry Live. How you doing? Hey Rodney, how are you? I'm this good. How you doing I'm doing good. This is Kara, a.k.a. Hollywood. I don't know if you remember me, but I actually met you at the Blue Flame, and I had the blue wig on. Blue wig? Yeah, oh, yes, blue. I do remember. I surely do. How are you? 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I wanted to thank you so much for this show today because I think it really, really touched me with a lot of the stuff that Eddie was talking about because I don't know if you know, but I'm trying to tap into the comedy world and um I'm kinda having a problem because like I'm pretty I kinda like what Eddie was saying. I'm just naturally funny. I've had natural funny experiences in my life that I can share, but I'm having a problem like whenever I get on stage being able to like um communicate it because it's like I'm trying to overthink things and put it into a format versus just getting up there and talking. So I just wanted to know if maybe you could share, like, what's your experiences when you're new to the game and coming out there and, like, getting over the stage fight and being able to, like, do what you do. Well, you you know, I mean, you know, whatever your chosen profession, there's going to be fear points. And just know that, you know, I don't think that you can – I don't operate – in a really good from a place of fear. So, you know, and, and I don't know if that's true. You know, I, I have some of my peers that they have to have that nervous energy before they go and perform. So um, this is probably really a longer conversation, and um, what you can do is shoot shoot me an email, uh, shoot me an email, and, and I'll reach out to you. Go Just go to the website. It's RodneyPerry.com. Send me a note. And uh, I'll reach back out to you, man, and uh, and I'll give you, you know, I, you know, I mentor people all the time, and I talk to them. So if anything I can do to help you uh, on your journey, I'll do that. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, and I love you, and I love Atlanta, baby. I love. Hey, hang on the line. My man is coming on up next. I hope y'all ready. He, he, you you probably know him from the group Men at Large, but if you haven't had a chance to hear this dude sing live, you owe yourself a, a, a treat. Well, I'm gonna give you a little taste of it right now. Um, I'm about to, I'm about to take you back to Men at Large. The name of the song is So Along. When I come back, I'll be talking to my man, Mr. Dave Tolliver. It's not the same. 
y'all. It's your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. I, I can't, I can't go another second, y'all, without bringing my man on the line, man. We've, had, I've had a chance to cross paths with him a number of times here in Atlanta. Just a good dude and a knockdown vocalist, Mr. Dave Tyler. What's up, Dave? What's up, man? How you doing, brother? Man, glad we finally connected over the airways, man. You, you are definitely one of them dudes. Um, uh, I had a chance to watch you sing at, at uh, our friend's uh, wedding at, um, what's her name? God dang it. Kim Toomey. It's our Kim friend, Toomey. Kim Toomey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, Kim right. Toomey. <laughs> Kim Toomey, you sang, man, when I tell you, it was so awesome of a performance. And I know uh, you one of those guys, you do, you do a lot of things, whether from plays to singing into mentoring what's your what's your passion man oh man uh my passion is um just being on stage period uh whether it's uh singing or you know acting in stage plays or even you know doing my little cameos in the little movies like i was in the same tyler perry movie you were but you know my check was smaller and so was my role you know what i mean but it was a blessing <laughs> it was a blessing <laughs> Hey, hey, you got to get that small check to get the big check. It all go together. Yeah, man. I, I mean, you know, for that little bit of work, I made quite a bit of money. You know, my hat's off to Tyler Perry because going into that place, man, he treats everybody the same from the bottom to the top, man. And I yeah. have so much respect for the work that he's done, man. So, you know, God bless and hopefully he continues on. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I, I completely agree. Now, now, um, take me back, dog, to uh, the emphasis of your career well, well, even before that, when did you know you was gifted vocally? Um, you know, <clears throat> as a kid, my grandmother was a very devout Christian, AME Zion, which is like black Catholic church. It was everything. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, I was like, oh, my God. But Yeah, I know about the AME, that, AME world. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> I was in the, uh, in the choir called the Buzz of Palmas Choir. I was five years old, and Miss Hampton would throw me out in front of everybody and make me sing. And from that, I started, uh, they started featuring me in concerts in the church, and I kept going. And, and you know, eventually I, I pulled away from uh, the church, and I started doing radio. Uh, my uncle's one of the top broadcasters in the city. Well, well i got to stop you right there, Dave, because uh -huh. I don't think people understand. When you said you were singing, you was like four years old. Right, in the church choir, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, um. I really didn't have a choice but to go to church, but that was one thing that I really enjoyed doing was singing mm -hmm. in the church. And, uh, I mean, like, I, I come from a musical family. My mom was a singer. Uh, she uh, did an off-Broadway uh, version of the Mahalia Jackson uh, story. Wow. Uh, my grandfather sang for President Roosevelt. And uh, when Bill Clinton uh, uh, ran the first time, we toured with him to the black colleges. Uh, so, you know, kind of history repeated itself. And then my uncle... Uh, Lynn Tyler was part of a group called Sexual Harassment, um, and he had a song called I Need a Freak that everybody from the Black Eyed Peas, my homes, they sampled that in there, and uh, Snoop. and So, I mean, I kind of was, like, blessed into it. So, you know, when they say you're a product of your environment, you actually really are. Okay. Yeah. So 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 you you start doing your, uh, your own radio show, mm -hmm. you know, with your uncle. Mm -hmm. it, it started growing. And so, so, like, take me through the progression. Like, I mean, you you interview people like Martin Lawrence, LL Cool J, you know, like, man, 
How was it to interview these people knowing that you got all this talent inside you? You know, as as a teenager, you know, we I didn't really like I was with my my original partner Jason at the time and like during that time being on the radio at 15, 16 in high school, we still were doing all the talent shows, the red burn-offs. They even snuck us in clubs to sing and stuff like that, and that's kind of how we got discovered by Gerald uh, singing at uh, one of the guy uh, Jeffrey Charles, who used to be a DJ down here too. We were singing at his house, and uh, Gerald came in because uh, Jeff used to sing, and he put out a record, and Gerald came to his house for the little after set, and they was like sing, 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 and me and Jace used to walk around with this white keyboard, Casio keyboard with tape over the batteries on the back, and. <laughs> right. um, yeah, you know, we we had to get it in how we could. And, uh, you know, we, we sang. This was like 86. We sang, and Gerald was like, Yo, I'm going to hook y'all up. Man, we ain't see Gerald again for three years, man. <laughs> okay. We saw him like in 89. And, and the crazy thing was, believe it or not, my big ass was dancing for a group called Johnny O and the Sorcerer Crew. And me and another one of my fat friends, we were dancing for him. And Gerald came into the studio where we were rehearsing where they did our recording. He said, man, I got this idea for this group, man but three big dudes that can sing, dance, and that are cute. And I was like, well, that's what it is. So I called Jason up. Uh, about two weeks later, we went down to Gerald's studio to audition. His dad was there. Troop was there. The Rude Boys were there. And I mean, you know, just to make a long story short, because I don't have much time, you know, three years after that, our first record came out, uh, May of 1992. The first record was Use Me on the Atlantic Records label. Man, that man, that's such a great story, dude. You, 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 you get in the group. Uh, conceptualized by Gerald Levert, and and it start you you get a hit record. Yeah, man, blessing. And and so so like like how did your life change? Oh my God, I mean, I was I was already like a, like a local celebrity with with the with the radio stuff, but when the music came out, man, <laughs> love animals, yeah. Yo, me and my man was right. I had this little tracker. Like, my mom had just passed, right? Right before it happened. That's what So Alone was about. And Gerald wrote that song. But so my mom had just passed, so I had a little money. You know, she left us well to do with insurance. So I bought me this little truck, and we would ride with the top off. We'd be riding through the city. And, man, like, chicks would actually, like, be trying to chase us in the truck and all kinds of stuff. We would go to the mall, like the mall, Randall Mall. We used to hang out. Yo, they closed down the store so we can shop. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was remarkable. I mean, I love it, man. I have no regrets. The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, it was a beautiful thing, brother. Trust me. <laughs> My life now, changed tremendously. Now, you you from Cleveland. A lot of great sound come from Cleveland. A lot of great folks come from Cleveland. Oh, man. What, what is it in that dirty water y'all got up there? You know what? I, I think, uh, I don't know, you know, for the sports guys, this has an adverse effect. It's either the weather, the women, or the water. That's why they never really, like, prosper in Cleveland, the athletes. That's why LeBron <laughs> left, because he probably was getting kind of, he felt his bones and stuff kind of getting messed up, you know, the right. way. Uh, honestly, um, but um, I don't know, man. You know, not just Cleveland, but the Midwest. I mean, you got Detroit, Chicago, yeah. Cleveland. I mean, I mean, Ohio, Some. I mean, Babyface from Ohio. Uh, the OJs from Ohio, I man, the large rude boys, uh, Levert, um, I mean, there's so many um, Ohio players. Um, who else? Roger Troutman and Zach, yeah, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. So, so what's what's on the horizon for you, man? I know uh, you, you you doing your solo thing, 
And uh, so what's what's next for you, man, personally? Um, let me run down the list. Uh, number one, first and foremost, uh, I'm coming out with a, a my new record. Uh, well, I have a record out now called Black Paparazzi, which you can get on iTunes. It's been out for a minute. But the new record is called uh, The Green Jacket. And, uh, you know, this is our 20th, well, actually we're going to 21 years. Uh, 2012 was the 20th anniversary of Men at Large's first release. We tried to do a couple things, but, you know, kind of didn't work out. So I'm going forward. And this year I promised myself that I would exhaust every uh, line, pipeline of talent that I have. So, I mean, I, not only do I like vocal coaching, I do writing, I do vocal production. Um, my new record is going to be called The Green Jacket. And it'll be out uh, the springtime, so I got between March and June that. And, and if you're familiar with sports, Green Jacket is the prize given to the top golfer for the, yes. uh, the Masters tournament. So I feel like I'm at the master level of my career with this music. Um, now, do, that, do you play uh, golf? No, I like to play golf. You know, I usually let somebody else play with my balls. You know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do comedy too. People told me I, I was funny, but I, like the only thing that I haven't tried to do to them that I'm scared to do is go and do like open mic comedy one night. You know what I mean? Like I really think I could probably tell a few. I know it's easier said than done. Like dudes be like, "Man, I want to sing, man. I'm gonna just go do it." No, you can't just go do it. So, you know, I really would like to do that. Hey, hey, I, I tell you, just like I told Kara, man, it, you know, with comedy, it's definitely a, a skill set you can learn. You know, and, uh, you know, if it's anything Rodney Perry can do to help you, you know, get that off your bucket list, man, we'll, we'll do it. I get you. I can get you ready to do five minutes all day. Oh, I'm ready for it, then. I'm ready. If, if, if I got you pushing me, that means I'm going to make it right through the door. I'm going to have to turn sideways to get through there, but I'm going to make it through the door. Now, now, man, I, I know, I know you, know, you know, we big dudes, you know, uh, and you make your money being big. Mm-hmm. So... Is there ever like 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 health wise? Uh, are you dealing with any adverse health health conditions? Like, or because because I know I noticed it's like you was coming down last time I saw you. You know what, man? I um I used to be over five hundred pounds, man. And I had the uh, gastric, and I lost about two hundred, gained half of it back, but I'm still like a hundred some pounds under where I was. Um, I've cut out so many things in my life, and especially with uh, young kids, I don't want my daughter to to be addicted to, you know, Pepsi and potato chips and candy and stuff. So I I try not to eat any of that around her. Like, we don't eat fast. I don't eat fast food. Um, I don't eat sauce on anything, no ketchup, no mayo, no matter. Even when I eat my salads, I don't even eat dressing. Um, The only thing that I probably don't do is, is and I'm working on that, is drinking a, a lot of water, and I'm drinking more these days. I go to L.A. Fitness. Uh, the only I don't have, and thank God I don't have diabetes. I don't have sugar. I don't have uh, hypertension. Right. I don't have uh, I don't have um, high blood or any of that. Um, but you know, I'm at I'm at LA Fitness. You know, three to four times a week out on uh, College Park, uh, and I try to stay active, man. You know, the only problem that I've had from my weight is probably um, like when I was in Ohio, Ohio before we moved here, I slipped on some black ice and I fractured my right hip. Ooh. So the, yeah, oh God. It was like a cartoon thing. It was whoop, whoop, poof. And they they said, Damn, the house shook and when they came outside, I was already in the car, but I had fractured it and arthritis up in there, so I had to get that fixed. And then, you know, the other one I guess they got jealous from me leaning on all the time, so I had to get that one fixed. So now I'm good, man. You know, they call me Davy Stilts. That's my other name. So, you know, the pub game is excellent. I'm walking, you know, I'm moving around, you know, everything is yeah. great, man. 
I'm I'm living, dude. I'm trying to live. You know, I, like since 2006, I've buried so many of my young friends. Like yeah, it's only man. been like a few people over 50, and that was like my grandmother was 87, and I just buried my uncle a few weeks ago. He was 79, but everybody else, he's it's like it's like they want us to. They don't want to have to take care of senior citizens and all that stuff anymore. They want you out of here between 40 and 45. You know, but it, it ain't gonna happen, brother. Hey, man, I, hey, hey, let me tell you something. We need you around, dog, because you got too much skill. You know what? I'm about to go to the phones, Dave, because, Let's you go. know, it's it's people that know you, man. Your, first of all, shout out to your team. Your team went into went on Twitter and really blew up the fact that you was coming on today. So, man, shout out to the Dave, you know, the Dave Tolliver team, man. Yeah. man let, your, your folks got it in. And let, let me let me go to the line. Let me, let me see what it is. Hey, Kenny, you on the line with uh, Dave Tolliver? Uh, you, they tell me you know you know the deep dark secrets that this dude got. Ah, yes, Nguju Gaga. Gaga. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Rodney Perry? What's up, Ken? Hey, nothing much, nothing much. You know, you and I met a couple of times. But, you know, I, I'm here to represent for my man Dave over there. I'm, I'm actually Dave's manager right now. He don't even know it, do he? <laughs> <laughs> That's some big red shit. Hey, hey but, you know, hey. Kenny, Kenny and I are starring in a play called Five Reasons a Man Won't Marry You. And that's uh, February 14th down here in Atlanta. Uh, oh, I've been, by, uh, I've been hearing about that production. I, I didn't know y'all was involved in that. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Actually, I take my shirt off in the play like written. No, I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a it's a, it's a a good play, man. It's, I'm not even going to say it's a play. It's a good production. It's by uh, W.T. Jones Studios, mm-hmm. uh, Tawanda and Frank. And it is, it's some, it's, let me tell you something, brother. It's, being a married man is very hard to work and stay focused in there because every girl in the play yeah. is fine as hell. Right. So they walk around. They walk around here with these big booties and these nice breasts and the smooth skin and smelling all good. And you know, I got to kiss one of them and all. I'm like, damn. Hold on, hey, oh, you yeah. you tugging them down? Oh yeah, I get the kiss. They they finally they finally they they recognize my sexy in this play, and I get to put my mouth on somebody. You know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, Kenny. Kenny, give yeah. me give me give me a Dave story, man. What 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 type of dude is we dealing with here? Oh man, well I'm, I'm, I got a story. Recently, we had we did Jack the Rapper a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know we we were on stage, kept on asking like the the, the management that was doing the music, the DJ, and so forth. Dave came in with a CD in hand and everything, and he just wanted to get up on stage because that's the only thing Dave wants to do is sing all the time. So I, I saw the passion in his eyes, so I kept going up there asking the people, begging them. I mean, I'm begging them for for at least an hour. To try mm. to let Dave get on stage, they wouldn't let him. So finally, you know, I finally got in the DJ's ear and I slid him the the disc and everything. So I was like, man, just let my man get on. He was like, okay, I got you. Man, we threw the music on. Dave got on stage with that new single, Home. I'm telling you that he had thugs in there crying, hugging their girls. I mean, all type of stuff, man. The boy got the voice. He still got it. I keep telling them, we gonna wait. Dave coming back hard. He just, That's he the plan. Just I love it. Hey, Kenny, man, thanks for the call. Hey, 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 and you're just a small-town boy with a small record company, but you work hard for your artists. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Dave, what's it like, man, to know that you have that impact on people, bro? Um, You know, right now, man, what I try to do, man, is I'll sing anywhere. 
I I just I just want to influence the younger generation um, and have them to reach back and to I want to be part of that revolution, man. I mean, I really enjoy. It. Like sometimes I get like this real arrogant. I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes I get really full of myself, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go in. I'm about to go in here and smash this joint. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Like I, like at the Christmas party that night, I say, yeah, I'm about to go in here and smash this joint here, and um, you know. I, I'm I'm very thankful, man, and I promise to use my talents for good. You know, my right. power is for good, not for evil. Like, you know, I sing at I go to I go to church every Sunday, man. I'm the wildest dude you ever meet, but I'm in church every Sunday no matter how late I'm out and I go to an all white Baptist church. Wow. And let me tell you, when I first went, I told my wife, Don't you ever bring me back here, this is a cult because nobody is this nice. When I tell you everybody, <laughs> this ain't right. right. I, said, man, I said, I said, and I, and I said, I said, would you bring me back to this MF no more? Because this, this is a cult. But I mean, I want to tell you, man, I've never felt more comfortable in my life being a member of this church. It's called uh, 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 Living Proof uh, Christian Ch- Living Proof Church. It's uh, in, in Tyrone. You know, I live out south, so it's all good. I okay. sing every Sunday, man. We sing pop, rock, and country inspirational songs. Like wow. I'm gonna tell you how 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 unorthodox it is. This Sunday, we had a uh, the the, le- the lesson was about relationships and marriage. And what we did, everybody on the praise team is like three or four of us, three white girls and me. And then we got three guitars and a drummer. And sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. Well, I chose to sing "Ribbon in the Sky" by Stevie Wonder. That's how that's how free it is there. And I mean, you know, you get it's music and word and you're gone. So if you're trying to see the game at one. We out of there between eleven forty five and, and twelve fifteen. Two services, nine thirty and ten forty five, man. That's what it is, man. But I, I'm I, I'm trying to use my powers for good, man. Like they have me come out and sit on some of these panels sometimes. Yeah. And I try to educate these young dudes, man. I, and that's what I'm actually putting together with my team now, Tanya Monroe. I was like, let's see if we can get a sponsor where we can incorporate my new record with like a question and answer session because I've been around any and that from the OJs to R. Kelly to Gerald Levert to Charlie Wilson. I've been on the stage and done all this stuff with all these different people. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. And then after I do the question and answer session, then I'll get up and I'll do a live performance with a DJ and a band and show them how entertainment is supposed to be as opposed to standing there with my pants down and my ankles holding my nuts for 35 minutes. You know what I mean? Well, i tell you what. i tell you what. This Thursday... Rodney Perry, I start my new show at the Hard Rock. Come through and bless us, dog. I'm going to come shut it down. Come through and bless us. It's a, it's a done deal. And and tell me about the new this new joint. It's called Home, man. Uh, uh, Kenny, Kenny mentioned it. W- w- what's up with this song, man? Tell me about it. Well, I'm going to tell you about this song. It was produced by uh, my man Carl Borden and myself. Uh, we just actually got a, a publishing licensing deal with Cru- Crucial Music uh, for TV and movies on um, and uh, this record here, man, I don't know what I was on, man. I probably was thinking about something I shouldn't have. And I was like, you know, it's a song, like, it's real sexy. It's either going to make you want to touch yourself or touch on somebody. And that's what I tell them afterwards. You know, I can't wait to come home. It's self-explanatory. I mean, it's it's not just that, but, I mean, you know what it is. I'm on my way, so here I come. Hey, I love it. Hey, hey, we about to play home. But before I do, I got I got Cleveland calling. I got to go to the Lions with Cleveland calling, oh, don't I? Cleveland, baby. Yeah, man. They probably want something for free. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, you on the line. What's up, baby? What's up, Rodney? How you doing, bro? Man, who? That's six times. Six times. How's it going? You called it. 
Yes, sir. Got six signs. That's my little brother, man. I love his brother to death, man. He's doing blog talk too, man. Go ahead, do your do your question. I'm I'm listening. Hey, well, first of all, um, showing support to you, but Mr. Prairie, congratulations to you, brother. You're definitely doing your thing, man. Hey, man, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you for coming on, man. And and uh, Dave is just one of them good folks that you got to talk to. Yeah, he is, man. And Dave, it's gonna be a big year, bro. So it's gonna be yeah, a big man. year for the three of us, man. Let's and, go. Um, just success, man. And uh, Rodney, love to have you, brother. I left, hey, man, I left hey. you some messages, but but you're busy. But I, I left you several messages. Hey, you know, you know, man, we we do be grinding out here, trying to feed these six kids, man. So if I miss it, don't charge it to my heart. All right, man. Well, twenty thirteen, man. I love to have you on my show, man. I'll link y'all up, man. I got you. Yeah, you you know what? The best way to hit me is is shoot me an email. You can send it through the site. And uh, Madeline to hook it up, man. I, I do shows all the time, though. I really do. So uh, we'll make that work, all right? Okay, man. Done deal. Hey, y'all, y'all hang on. It's Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Mr. Dave Tolliver. The name of the song yeah. is Home.
Hey, you gonna slap her mama? Oh man, you know I stole a lot from G. She gave it. If it's that good, you wanna be like, come here. You her mama, come here. I slap the shit out of you. But you know, I took that. I took that from Gerald though. You know that that whole second verse is like a tribute to him. Yeah. Uh, the, the second half of the second verse is like ABCs. The way you school me. That's yeah. two songs. I've been thinking about it. Baby, I'm ready. You got that love. So baby, wow. hold on to me. Yeah, man, that's my wow. dog, man. Wow, nice, you know, man. Being nice. A, being around them, it was like it was like going to prep school first. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. it was training camp before you go to the pros, man. With them. And and that's what the biggest thing that's missing with today's artists is they don't really have anybody to look to for for guidance or for that blueprint, man. And I mean, yeah. damn, Gerald and Eddie Levert, what? Dude, we used to be, they wouldn't feed us for eleven hours. We be we be rehearsing. <laughs> man, you you gotta get that shit right, man. That's bullshit. You gotta do. You're not doing it right, man. Come on, you gotta get up on her and you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was like wow. that, and I'm appreciative of that, man, because that enables me to keep working, you know, the small change I'm getting for now, I mean, I'm getting it, you know what I mean? Now yeah. I'm not going to say small change, but, you know, it is what it is, man. But, uh, you know, hey, hey, we, we, like we, build, we building brands, man. We building brands. Oh, my God. Hey, this is, man. this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Dave Tolliver. The website is BlackPavi, that's B-L-A-Q-P-A-V-I.com. The Twitter page, he's at Dave Tolliver, and his Facebook is at Dave Tolliver as well. And y'all just heard the single is called Home. Man, man, such a such a great conversation, man. We we gotta have you back on and, and talk more. Uh when when you drop the new project, man, you gotta come back and we just we just have a listening party right here on the air. Uh, I'm with it. I'm you wanna take it. one more call? We can take some calls and I wanna I wanna pop a couple things too, if that's cool. Oh, come on, dog. That's why we're here. Tim, Tim oh. Vaughn, you're on the line. Yeah, how you doing, uh, uh, Rodney Perry? Great What's show. Up, brother? Uh, how you doing that day? What's up, brother? Yeah, it's all to the good, man. Um, what do you, you know, like when you mentor singers and everything, what's the first thing that you look for as far as um, um, putting them on the right track? I mean, is it something that they uh like you mentioned, they're missing that old school, or they're missing that grit in vocals. What do you, um, how do you prepare a vocalist to actually enter that mainstream? Uh, first and foremost, like when I do my vocal coaching, like if really they can't, if they really like, you can't teach anybody how to sing. That with vocal coaching, you teach them how to use what they have to the best of their ability. Um, if they can't sing, I refuse to take anybody's money. I'm not a guy like you got some of these companies down here that'll just keep you in their stables and keep taking that money. And uh, I can't do that. Um, the best thing I can tell them is, you know, I can show you some things and then you go practice. But like, if they really don't have it, I'm not one to crush your dreams, but I'm going to say, Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Just uh, You might want to join the security ministry. Right. Keep practicing. I'll be like, do you write? Do you write? You know, uh, Man, that was a good song. You should keep writing, man, and try to get some of them songs placed. You know, because I'm, I'm just not a big believer in crushing people's dreams, but I just look for the whole package. You know, like you said, today people just don't have structure. That's all it is, and they, they need structure. It's just like, let me throw it out here and see what happens. It's like throwing a horseshoe. You hope it's going to hit that thing, but it might not. Mm-hmm. Word. Hey, 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 hey Tim. Uh, hey, man, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for listening. Dave, man, what you got going on, man? Let's let the people know. All right, Valentine's uh, weekend, uh, you know, uh, that Thursday here in Atlanta. Uh, five Reasons Why a Man Will Marry You at the Sanford Porter. 
Uh, also, um, the 15th and the 16th, I'm in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Muncie, Indiana, uh, doing my solo thing, starting this tour up this year. Um, I'm working uh, on my movie called Black Pavarotti uh, with my man Mike Ben, Kenny, uh, Stan, B. Lackey, Marvin Nance, and uh, we're working on that movie right now. Uh, it's gonna be a dark. It's, it's gonna be a short at first, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna get it picked up. I'm working with Lions Cub, Lion Cubs TV, uh, doing a show called In the Lab, where we talk about artist superstitions and their vibes and things they have to have. Uh, another one called Daddy Chef, where we, you know, there's so much negative talk about, um, you know, men and fathers. Where we're gonna show guys to actually take care of kids, come home and cook. And that's a show dedicated to my partner who died about nine weeks ago, and he was a guy that worked all day, came home and helped with the homework, and then he cooked every day. And then I'm working on a show called Help Me, I'm Fat. <laughs> wow. And it's about people that can't go on the biggest loser shows like that where they can't do all the athletic different stuff and stuff like that. Like me, I have two hips. So am I going to be running up a hill with a tire or any kind of relay race? No, no. that's not going to happen. I'm I might be able to pump your girl good, but I'm not going to be able to run up no hills. Right. And, and we work with other, you know, you have people that have heart problems or different stuff where they can't take supplements. They can't do all this running. So we're working on getting the, the staffing and stuff together for that. But that's Lion Cubs TV, my man Gerard and James. And, uh, hey, man, I just want to tell you I appreciate you for letting me get on, man. And like I can, like I can say, man, you're one of the, like, dying in Atlanta in this, in this place where it's so jaded and so hazy where these cats are phony and just not real. I just want I appreciate you for being one of the realest cats, man, because every time we out somewhere, like I remember the first few times I met you, you just was like, Hey man, Dave Tyler. I'm like, How does dude know me? Dude, so that was hot, man. I'm I appreciate an R&B you. Even on the morning show. I'm an R and B head, dude. So I, 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 I even, really love R and B dude. And even when I came on the morning show, so I mean that was that was I appreciate that. And you and you tried everything you could to get me on there. And they they let me sing back there and then she said, Hey brother, when she came out but hey, man, I, I just appreciate you, man. You know, uh, I, this right here is just is monumental, and uh, I just appreciate you, man. And I hope to see. Well, I see you Thursday night, man. Make sure and big up to Maddie, and yeah. uh, just make sure you send me all the information. I'm coming to blow it down Thursday. It, it's done. It's a done deal. Now, can they find all the information, all of Dave Tolliver at BlackPavi.com? Yeah, I mean, you know what? You can go to BlackPavi.com. Uh, the Facebook is Dave Tolliver. Okay. Men at large, you can go directly and you can see and or hit the Twitter at Dave Tolliver because we own there every day, all day, posting and pasting. You yeah. know what I mean? Holla yeah. at your boy. I just, I, I just want people to be able to get to it, be able to find it. Hey, y'all, we've been talking to my man Dave Tolliver, man, awesome vocalist, more, even more awesome human being. Man, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. You made this show really hot, man. The lines lit up. Shouts out to everybody in the chat room. Kyle Williams, I see you. Road to Stardom Radio, I see you. Six Eyes Radio, I see you, baby. Team Media, thank all y'all for uh, tuning in today, man, and all the people, all the guests that that logged online, all the people that that's uh, uh, hanging in the chat room. <laughs> I got mad hey. love for y'all, y'all. Keep keep riding, keep rolling on this, this this momentum, and look for the Black Tour. That's right, Rodney Perry is putting it out. The Black Tour coming to a and, town near you. And this, I got to be on that, right? The Black Tour, Black Pavarotti, Black Pavarotti. Let me say happy birthday to my daughter. Today is my daughter's birthday. She is seven years old. The name Marie Francis Tolliver. I love you so much. Wow. Enough said. That'll, that'll be it. You can't put nothing after that. That's our show for today. My name is Roddy Perry. That's Dave Tolliver. Madeline Smith, you did a hell of a job. We Madeline. out.